0: Hello everyone, this is Jessica, and this is Claire, and this is Hurt a little. little.
1: Today, we're going to be talking to Alicia. Alicia has Sjogren's Syndrome, an immune system disorder characterized by dry eyes and dry mouth. With this disorder, the body's immune system attacks its own healthy cells that produce saliva and tears. Sjogren often occurs with other disorders such as rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. We hope you keep listening and we hope you stay alive.
0: Okay, today we're going to be speaking with Alicia about Sjogren's and We all hope we're saying that right. Correct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I don't know. Okay. no problem. perfect. (laughs) Okay. So if you just want to start where your journey began.
2: Yeah. um, So uh, my journey was a little bit different than I think, I guess everybody's journey is a little different, but I think I really kind of started having symptoms when I got pregnant where the main things with Sjogren's is dry eyes, dry mouth. It basically... It's an autoimmune disease where it attacks your salivary glands or any kind of like your nose, your ears, any kind where there's moisture produced. Basically, it attacks those glands. And so I think early on I had uh, symptoms then, but I think I didn't really have them hit hard until after my pregnancy.
0: Which was a miracle yeah, baby definitely. pregnancy, right? Yes, because you I, have endometriosis. Correct.
2: Yeah. So I have... I think I mean since I was 15 I've always had issues with my menstrual cycles. I've always had really painful periods and when I was 18 I had a doctor tell me basically I think you have endometriosis but there's nothing they could really do for it. So, you know, and I, you know, my mom was a really big advocate for me. She's like, "Well, they can't really do anything." And so that kind of was You
0: kind of just trust your doctors. Yeah, and of course. Think, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I'm like I mean, and back then too, I was Probably 19 at the time, and so there wasn't as much information. You know, it affects women, and so a lot of times it doesn't have Matter. a lot of. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and same thing with Sugar too. It actually affects 90% women. Oh, wow. Um, That's better yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, mostly in females, which is really interesting, too. And so a lot of people go misdiagnose with mm-hmm. this because, again, the symptoms are dry eyes, dry mouth,
1: right.
2: chronic fatigue brain fog, but you know, unless you experience those, it's like allergies, there's all these different things mm-hmm. that people yeah. get misdiagnosed because they treat them for those specific symptoms when it's really as a whole. And so for me, you know, with having endo, there's a lot of similar symptoms where you're fatigue all the time, um, you have pain. And so, yeah, I basically kind of struggled with endo and then when I moved up north to Humboldt, I was able, I didn't have a job, so I had medi and so that was a- I was able to see a doctor up there, and he told me, as soon as I told him my symptoms, I know you have endo, I just don't know how bad you have it, and then he did a laparoscopic on me and found out that I have stage four. I was all over it in my, sorry, my bladder, bladder and bowels, yeah. and then, you know, thankfully, it didn't really damage any of my reproductive organs, but it did attack my appendix and my ovaries were stuck to my uterine wall. Mm-hmm. And so he basically did a nine month treatment of a rice grain injection that's called Zoladex. And it's a very, very mild form of chemotherapy, which puts your body into menopause. And I think that, and then him going in and kind of cleaning up the endo really kind of helped me able to get pregnant. My partner and I have been together for 10 years. And so, you know, we were always back and forth with kids and we're like, oh, it's different time, different time. And my doctor finally said, hey, look, are we going to have babies or we're going to give you a hysterectomy? Because that's how bad it is. And mm. so, you know, we went to a nice dinner and we kind of discussed if we want to have kids or not. And right. so we just decided that we were better with kids if we tried having kids. And so we tried and thankfully I did get pregnant, which I know it is really hard with some Indo patients. And I thought I was going to have a really hard time. It took us about nine months to a year but we didn't have to do in vitro or anything like that which we're very fortunate for so it absolutely was a miracle yeah um yeah and so for me you know again i think i started having symptoms kind of beforehand where i did kind of have some aches and pains in my joints Mm -hmm. but also i worked restaurant industry and I've worked skincare and waxing so it's a lot of the same movement so my hands and fingers hurting. It's not
0: surprising. Yeah
2: that I'm like okay maybe I've just been doing this for a long time. I mean there's times too working with your brother you know where my hands would get stuck like in claw positions where I couldn't (laughs) move them you know and they'd have to kind of Mm -hmm. you know work it out and so yeah when I got pregnant I felt like all of the symptoms kind of metastasized and so I was Chronic fatigue, brain fog, my body was hurting more. But again, for me, I thought, I've never been pregnant before. So everybody tells you you're going to be really tired. You're going to have brain fog. You're going to have muscle pain. And, you know, I gained kind of quite a bit of weight when I was pregnant. Yeah. I gained about, you know, about 40, 50 pounds. And so I just thought, well, maybe my body just can't take it because it's so much weight in sh- such a short period of time. And so, you know, probably... It was a little bit after I had Eve- my daughter, Evelyn. About five months, she was getting bigger and my wrist started hurting really bad. And I'm thinking maybe it's because I'm picking her up a lot or you know, just doing more stuff around the house. Also could have been because we weren't working because of the whole pandemic and we yeah. were not working, and so I kind of chopped it up to a lot of other things. Like
0: not moving and exercising.
2: Right, exactly. Where, you know, up in humble. I was working two jobs. I was working a restaurant and, you know, working in the salon.
0: You weren't working. Yeah, so I,
2: I, so I wasn't working, and I thought maybe it was because, you know, um, I wasn't doing as much movement and stuff. And then Evan got a little bit older and... I started getting a lot more pain, and my family does have a history of rheumatoid arthritis. My mom also has Sjogren's as well, fibromyalgia. She has thyroid conditions. She has a lot of other health issues, and. I, at first, I kind of thought I was being a hypochondriac. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I have? I, I think we all go through that. Yeah. We're going,
0: okay, you know, maybe I just yeah. had a baby. Um, there's a pandemic, or we're moving, or you get in like you a make Google excuses. hole too. Like yeah. getting in the
1: Google hole where you're like, I have this, and I'm gonna die tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah. okay,
0: definitely,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Like. <laughs> it's and it's hard not to though, right? Yeah. Especially for me, I think because I had issues with my care with endometriosis. I had, mm-hmm. you know, before I. You know, when I was 18, I did have the doctor tell me, "You probably have this," and then she was no longer my primary doctor because we switched insurance. And then when I tried to explain to my doctors about the pain that I was having, they told me I was just hyper. I was a girl. It's because certain things happened to me that I it was just all in my head. and Yeah, I had
0: that told to me. Yeah, that like, oh, what's yeah. your your life history? I'm like, oh,
1: uh, yeah, past traumas. You're like, exactly. I don't exactly past, past trauma.
0: Yeah, and if you did, and past traumas I mean, can trigger things, but that does not that it doesn't mean, mean you don't have that something doesn't mean either. you don't have something absolutely yeah. and
2: especially because what I was experiencing and I was telling them she wasn't saying it just completely just bypassed and you know oh it's because of this I'm like no but that's not where it hurts it hurts here yeah you know? and so for me I think really being your own advocate as hard as that is again I didn't really have a lot you know my mother's from Japan, and so, you know, for them, they just kind of, but, you know, to be more just submissive and just not say anything, and so, for me, I just really had to advocate for myself, because I'm like, I know something's wrong with me with the endo. Mm -hmm. This pain's not normal, and it got worse, and so, really, until I found a doctor that actually helped me, and then I realized everything that I was experiencing wasn't in my head, I'm like, okay, this is something that is going to be an ongoing thing for I think for a lot of people, is the fact that doctors chop off certain Symptoms as something else, or not really, you know, and paying attention to the whole picture with with Sjogren's. It's hard because there's so many little tiny symptoms, and you know, they say about four million people actually have Sjogren's, so it's a quite oh, a wow. big number. But people again, it's
1: masked by other things. Well, other
0: I things. mean, when you look it up, I see dry eyes and dry mouth, and I'm thinking, well, I, well, have, I a dry have dry eyes and, and dry mouth, mouth. yeah, especially yeah.
2: living in you know the allergies and stuff. A lot of medication could do that for right. you and so yeah. that's why they're saying a lot of times it's hard to diagnose it because there's just so many little things and it affects everybody differently mm-hmm. some people I really didn't have dry eyes where I remember there was a period of time for like months where my mom would have this handkerchief that she would carry around because even though they say dry eyes your eyes just oh, water they do. a whole lot yes, it's, you know. it's-
0: like the opposite. Yeah, it's very it's, confusing. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have dry eyes, and their eyes are constantly leaking. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, but I have dry,", dry eyes. and it's like, so it's yeah. like your body
1: overcompensates for what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so
2: I have not experienced the dry eyes. I definitely have had burning with the eyes, where probably once or twice I think in my lifetime where. My eyes just burnt so bad and I just wanted to cry and I just didn't know what it was. I don't necessarily know if it was a flare-up from Sjogren's or coincidence, you know, but I definitely feel like, you know, there's times that also it feels like sand in your eye or makeup mm-hmm. or something, dry mouth. I think I do experience that more often. I sleep with my mouth open at times. And so I, at first I thought, okay, maybe I just sleep with my mouth open and have the heater on, you know, or the fan on. But then, you know more often I'm, like, finding myself going for water. My friends always, you know, saying stuff, like, you drink a lot of water. But now doing more research, I I found out it's because, you know, yeah. your, your salivary glands and other mucous membranes aren't doing,
1: doing what job. they're supposed to do.
2: Yeah. yeah, and so, and actually when I was delivering my baby when I was um, in labor, I just remember the one thing, and maybe it's a blessing for me, but... The pain, but I was so thirsty. So thirsty. I kept asking Zephan, another ice chip, another ice chip, because they don't let you drink. drink, drink Yeah, because they have to do surgery. And I had to do, I mean, I was in labor for about 14 hours, and then had to do a cesarean. But just being so thirsty, and that kind of distracted me, so it might have been good, but then it was also horrible. I felt like I was in a desert. I'm like, I need water. Can I please? Just begging the nurse, and she's like, I'm so sorry. You can't have water. And so, Yeah. As my symptoms kind of started getting more and more, probably in December of this last year, I'm like, okay, something's wrong. And again, trying to be an advocate, I'm like, I might be a hypochondriac, but at the same time, I know something's not right. I have a family history of this stuff. I just wanna make sure you know, I get cleared by the doctor. And so I made a doctor's appointment with my MD and because we had just moved down here, I never really had an established care appointment. So mm-hmm. she goes, you know, let's just get all of your blood work done. Let's just see if there's something going on, you know, in your blood work if, that we could tell. And so she noticed that my, I had, my ANA levels were kind of elevated. And so she wanted to get more. What
0: are your ANA levels?
2: There are your.
0: I can't remember because I know. I know I've I like, um.
2: It's your anti-nuclear antibodies. And okay. so basically like that was, showed up. And then they also did more blood work after that. She sent me to get more lab works done. And then the, there's another, I mean, they do a series of tests, but they're just the blood work stuff done there is, it's called Rowan Law, and if that shows up too, you, you're pretty much either going to have Sjogren's, lupus, or rheumatoid arthritis. Oh. And so they just they kind of have to break it down. But by that time, you know, if the MD can't do much, you have to be sent to a rheumatologist or a specialist. Mm-hmm. And so since those levels were in my blood work, she basically sent me off to see a rheumatologist. It was a little scary, though, because we had talked about what it means for me, And she was convinced that I had lupus. She's like, I think you have lupus. I don't think it's Sjogren's. There are certain things about lupus that I didn't necessarily have. I never got a rash. Certain things didn't happen, but they're very similar to Sjogren's. And
0: even the RA, I know that it is really difficult to decipher the difference during diagnosis period between lupus and RA. Yes, But then you throw in Sjogren's, and it's also similar.
2: Yes, and then most of the time, too, so that's what they're currently trying to do. Like I said, I'm very new into my diagnosis, but... They're trying to decide if I have it primary or secondary. So primary is just when you just have Sjogren's, when there's no underlining thing. But then a lot of times it is, you know, in correlations with lupus, Sjogren's, rheumatoid arthritis. I actually listened to a podcast, not podcast, YouTube video and it talked about POTS too uh-huh. um, and how it could be related to. Yeah, um, it's
1: like the all the anomalies that are
0: interconnected. Yeah, which yeah. I
2: found fascinating. And
0: it is like a trail you have to follow. Yeah, you have to, and you're trying to figure out where did where where did did it it start, start and where do the other things fall in line, so that you can start at the top Mm -hmm. and treat the first thing and then treat the others. Yeah, Yeah. but it's it's like it's it's a big job. It's a big job. It's like a puzzle that you're trying to put together, and you're like, but I have all these mismatching pieces. Yeah, and
1: meanwhile, you and some of them are the same
0: piece. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. Again, same thing with,
2: you know, me talking about endo. It's like, yeah, a lot of my symptoms were the same. So it's like, is this my endo or is this my Sjogren's? Mm-hmm. But endometriosis is, is not categorized as uh, autoimmune, but I think it acts like it. So it mm-hmm. could be it, yeah,
0: definitely. adding to I that. Yeah, definitely. I totally think so.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, it's understudied, you know, with, the, yeah. you know, for.
1: And I think it's interesting because the, I don't know if you've looked into this at all, But there's a couple things that, well, with your mucus and then also your uterine lining, Mm -hmm. is there a connection there? And are those connected? Because, and if you have POTS, then do you have Ehlers-Danlos? And that's why you're having joint pain because Ehlers-Danlos is closely related to endo. So I'd be, it's really interesting that like all of these pieces are kind of like falling together at the same time. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's
0: or falling apart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or falling apart. Yeah, but it I I think it's interesting cuz I don't know medically or I'm not a scientist, but um, it seems like the like uterine lining and mucous membrane type things would be similar or like yeah. in the same party.
2: So yeah, fortunately I have not had any issues with the vaginal region, but that is something that is it, you do as you get older and then as you have this syndrome. It does. It, anything that has uh, mucus, and so, not to put my mother on blast, but my mom, you know, unfortunately, it is something that does. She mentioned that it was shrinking her vaginal lining, and you know, and her wall, and so, you know, Which her. has got op- to be so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, you know. I mean, there are things and products that they have out there, but too, as a woman, though, you're going through these things, and it's just, it's just hard. Yeah. And you don't want to worry
1: about doing like a vaginal suppository every day. Yeah, all the or, time and stuff. You know. And it's
2: yeah, and like if you're walking and stuff too, it just you know, it's just a lot of discomfort, and so that is something that the rheumatologist told me that I need to make another point with my OBGYN t- and let them know I've been diagnosed with it with my dentist because a yes. lot of things... tooth decay. Tooth decay and stuff, I know. Poor yes, I mentioned. I,
0: we know it well. Yeah. I was there this week. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I've been, Jess's teeth are falling out you know, of her head. I
2: know, I know, but that's something they said too with Sjogren's, and then it happens, and for me, I was... I didn't go to the dentist for ten years again, you know, because it's like, and so oh, I'm we finally we are <laughs> afraid of the dentist. Yes. I mean, I feel so bad. For, I love the dentist. I'm so thankful there are for are wonderful but, Yes, there. but Zephyr just got back yesterday, and he's like, I hate the dentist more than anything. He's like, what did he compare it to? He's like, I'd rather do this than go to the dentist. Have, have like, a colonoscopy. Yeah, something. yeah. like something he, like that. He's like, um, I'd
0: rather bend over and
2: cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we moved back you know, Zephan has a friend that does Dr. woo. Yeah. you know, he um, helped me a lot. And thankfully I haven't had any cavities and he's like for 10 years, your teeth look great. I've always tried to be pretty good with my hygiene, but even then you could still be really good with hygiene and you can't yeah. help
1: it. You yeah. know, it yeah. doesn't yeah. really have, I'm that-
0: like a avid flosser and brusher. Mm-hmm. And my dentist is like, okay, so you're going to do flossing, brushing and then you're going to do, like, those little pipe cleaner things, like, oh, yeah. in between. Mm-hmm. And then before you go to bed, you cannot... So this would be hard for you and yeah. for me and Claire, too, because Claire actually just ordered a special mint yeah, for dry mouth. Yeah, you know Flint
1: mints? No. They're for cotton mouth okay. um, for, like, smokers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But they... I've, like, heard a lot of people who have chronic illness and are on medications because I've been on medications my whole life, and it yeah. causes, like, extreme dry mouth. Mm-hmm. And I've had, like... A ton of cavities because of it, mm-hmm. but they are like made out of this flower. I don't really know what it is. They're supposed to make your mouth water, mm. and so it like stimulates the glands. salivary yeah. glands. Yeah, and so
0: I ordered those, and they're
1: coming in on Friday yeah. Monday. Yeah, that's exciting! I'm I'm really excited to try go. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Definitely.
0: on top of that, all that like st- flossing and stuff I have to do before bed, I can't drink water. After I use a fluoride treatment every night. Oh. And and they're like, of course, you know, we understand, like, people's you need to drink water. And they get up in the middle of the night. But try to, like, drink a lot of water. Before. And then do this and go to bed. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, fine. But, like, that's a supplemental thing that maybe you might want to consider. Because yeah. I'm super proactive, but, yeah. like, I think the medications yeah. and my health just deteriorating pretty rapidly mm-hmm. now, it's just one of those things where, like, my teeth are, like, I can't take it, and babies. Yeah. Like, they yeah. just are, they're the worst they on your teeth. All the calcium <laughs> in body. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: they, um, they, and so, yeah, that's another thing for me, too, because I'm, like, maybe my baby's just taking all of my energy and all yeah. of my, like, Nutrients. Know, nutrients from me, and, uh, yeah. It was, it was quite a journey, you know, moving down here and stuff, being pregnant and just
0: trying to figure out your health and yeah, thinking all oh, at once, you know, this is just pregnancy side effects mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's, that's a lot.
2: Yeah. And having endo being pregnant, it actually was kind of nice because I didn't have any you know, symptoms and yeah. I had also been right off of the Zolodex and so I really didn't have symptoms for a while. And so I was, yeah,
1: you're not having a period, you're not in as much pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: And again, like I said, I was getting joint pain and body aches towards the very end, but I'm like, who's not uncomfortable yeah, when they have, yes, you know. exactly, you're so, fluid
0: or whatever, mm-hmm, and so of course yeah. you're uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: So yeah, when my doctor had basically sent me to the rheumatologist and told my family history and stuff too, she basically told me that she knows that I have something, so she just started me on hydroxychloroquine because I either have Sjogren's lupus or RA. Right. For sure, she's like, because you have family history – I did get blood work done right after, but she's like, I could guarantee the Sjogren's is gonna be on here, and I just need to have it see if it's primary or secondary. Yeah. So more than likely it's secondary to my RA. Um, she looked at my hands and my knuckles do show early signs of it. Again, my ba- cha- my grandmother, um, my mom, and my younger cousin all have RA, so the odds of me having it are, you know, are pretty high, but mm-hmm. you know, I won't find that out until June. I have another appointment to go to, but since then, I started taking hydroxychloroquine, um, which is a generic form of Plaquenil. And so I have always been very hesitant to take prescription pills. I just have never really, even like Advil and stuff with endo, mm-hmm. you know, I just take hot baths or CBD, you know, uh, cannabis when I was up north, I was really against cannabis, super against cannabis. And then I moved up north. <laughs> in uh, in Humboldt uh, or before? Before I moved oh, to Humboldt, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah. When girl, I moved here,
0: you were in the wrong place. place yeah.
2: <laughs> I know before I moved up to Humboldt, which is funny, my friends always make fun of me because we had like a house party one time Mm -hmm. and this girl's like, I bought some pot, you know, and I was like, get her out of
0: my house, I don't want her smoking, you know, and
2: (laughs) um, no, but then, you know.
0: I mean, there are really great CBD options, mm -hmm. especially for pain. I mean, whatever works for you. Definitely. You need the THC too. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but it's like, There are cream, like we religiously use creams. We use like the drops for sleeping, suppositories, rest. Yeah, being up north, CBD suppositories, vaginal suppositories for the endo.
2: And for me, it would again. I was not educated on cannabis. Like Mm -hmm. I said, being down here, I had a very skewed idea about it. Going up in Humboldt. people kind of joked about the cannabis. And it's it is a different world. It really is, but. The community up there is so incredible and so knowledgeable, and I really just had a lot of women kind of reach out in my community and basically give me different creams and Mm. suppositories and stuff, too, and that really, really helped me a lot. And so with my endo.
0: So you're waiting until June for what to result? basically Be see official
2: so i uh, yeah so she basically started me she wants to see if it's primary which i'm pretty sure it's secondary i have it something else and she wants to rule out lupus she said she's almost sure that i don't have lupus but there's different stages of lupus and so she just wants to make sure that i don't have that because yeah. that's a little more severe than Sjogren's. i'm not quite sure how it's more severe i think it affects your organs more but i also think know that Sjogren's you know affects your lungs and certain you know certain things kidneys what
0: is Mm -hmm. the what is the long term with Sjogren's
2: so the things that I've been looking up they're saying that it doesn't really shorten your life too much it's just the quality as far as like you know they have eye drops for your eyes that are like tears and your salivary glands for your mouth and stuff just to basically use prescription or over-the-counter supplements for different things I've been really, I've been huge on diet, and this is something that I know that I've needed to change for a really long time with Indo, but now with Shoguns, I'm like, okay, like I can't just keep eating my bread. I love yeah. bread and dairy. I'm Cecilia. So I love to eat, you know. Yeah. And so the thing is, though, is you really should do an anti-inflammatory diet, uh-huh. and that's no gluten, no red meat, no refined sugars, no caffeine, no processed food, no dairy. And so it's kind of overwhelming at times because you feel like, well, what am I left to eat? And you yeah, have yeah. vegetables and fruit, but then I'm like, but I need substance, you know? And yeah. for me, I've always been an eater. And so um,
0: <laughs> it's fine. I
2: apologize. <laughs> it's just daunting. And, you know, I've been in therapy for about five years. I love my therapist. And she's like, well, what about if you just kind of. Just take one thing out, you know, yeah. and so that's kind of a what, little at a time a little at a time So you don't feel so overwhelmed and caffeine for me is a big one even though especially having a kid I'm like, why did I give up caffeine? But I feel like with my indo and even with my joint pain I almost feel it immediately and so that for me is something that's a big flare-up and it's different for everybody Do you
0: think it's do you put sugar in your coffee or do you think it's just the caffeine? You know, I do or?
2: I do I drink tea, but I feel like tea is different yeah. um, than coffee for, you know... When no, I'm... I
0: feel the same way. I can yeah. have coffee, but then if I have tea later, like we did today, mm-hmm. it doesn't give me, like, the shakes. Yeah. Where if I have more than, like, a cup of coffee... You get a tremor. I just feel so shaky and jittery and I'm like, okay, this is like a drug. But tea, it's like, no, you don't, you know, it obviously has certain teas can have way more caffeine than coffee, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't make me feel, but I'm also sipping it. I'm not like throwing it back real quick in the morning and like got to get going. I usually
1: do like coffee in the morning and matcha in the afternoon because I just feel like it's like a better caffeine like yeah, the level it, yeah, yeah it's not so like high and then crash i can like yeah. sustain that last like five hours of my day at work and yeah. then the hours at home before bed and not be like wired but also not feel terrible yeah but yeah.
2: do you try to eat when you drink coffee do you feel like there you notice I a difference i
0: you? i actually have a really hard time and just don't eat breakfast in the morning i it's always made me nauseous to eat breakfast i'm the same way
1: yeah I'm, so yeah.
0: and I don't know
2: if it has anything to do with me being sick but there's times too where I don't eat and then if I try to drink a big glass of water or juice or something it makes me wanna get yeah. ill yeah. like yeah. I just for whatever reason I'm the same way it's like mm-hmm. I can't consume anything because I will get
1: a little bit yeah. you know
0: Yeah yeah there are so. definitely times where it's like eat, hunger pains are Easier to take than, like, what I'm going to feel if I eat, which mm-hmm. is, like, immediate upset stomach. Your stomach Nausea. is loud. You're feeling sick. You're mm-hmm. feeling like you could throw up. And then six hours later, you're, okay, now, I'm again, I'm paying for it because yeah. I did eat and my stomach's not in a good exactly. place. And I would rather live on kombucha. Right? Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So
1: is there a connection between Sjogren's and... Gastrointestines? Yeah, it's like gastro. Oh health. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so what are your, what
2: are your symptoms? So my symptoms kind of range all over the place. It really started where I'm like, okay, I need to go on. I'm not just being a hypochondriac. It's my left arm just started hurting really bad, more in my elbow. And it's weird because about a year ago, we were out at the lake with some friends and I had just rested my arm on the side of the boat and it had shooting pains, sharp, uncomfortable pains, up all the way up to my fingertips. To the my elbow like down my leg and I don't know what I did I didn't do anything hard so I'm like maybe I had like chipped something you know with my arm because it was getting more and more sore and it got worse and so my joint pains basically are the ones that started me you know really Noticing it with the Sjogren's, and then when I researched and read others, I was like, that's a symptom, that's a symptom. Chronic fatigue. I am exhausted all the time. Again, I just had a baby, so I'm like, okay, I just had a kid, but even being at work up north, you know, there's times that I would work a five-hour shift, and it wouldn't be that busy, but I'd come home and just, like, I'm just going to rest my eyes for a second and fall asleep in my, like, work clothes and stuff. It's like, babe, like, go to bed. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, gosh. Oh, I was asleep, okay, you know, and then. Yeah. But so many times, it's like, even now, I'll just try to do a little laundry and just go water, and I'm like, I have got to sit down. Yeah. You yeah. know, where i would get angry at myself looking back at it now where i'm like why am i so tired i'm like no you didn't do anything you have more you have to do just get up and do it and so i would push myself and i feel like pushing myself actually would make me have flare-ups right and realizing that oh, now for sure where yeah. i didn't totally. realize that right i didn't you know and so i think Now I just try to be patient with myself. I still get really frustrated because there's still so much to do. Mm -hmm. But I also just be like, okay, if you don't take this time, then you're going to pay for it. And now I have a little one and my partner, too. They're going to pay for it, right? Yeah. I'm very fortunate where I have a really understanding partner and he's so helpful but I know it's hard for him, too, where I'm, you know, it gets off work and I'm laying on the couch because I just can't have the energy to do the dishes. Yeah. And, of course, mm-hmm. he'll, you know, and he doesn't say anything or he'll get frustrated, but he doesn't say anything because he's not mad at me. But it's, it's hard. It's you hard. Know? It's,
0: it's like everyone has the chronic illness mm-hmm. in a family. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel like your chronic sickness has affected your
0: family and your kids? <laughs> <laughs> the kids. Mm. Um, <clears throat> well, I would say for Jack he doesn't necessarily know any different i mean so he is um jack is like an extremely intelligent child mm-hmm. and annoying very yeah <laughs> and also very blunt Yes. And so he'll just tell me things like, "Ugh, your brain is just not working right now. Or, you know, (laughs) because or or he'll like he'll like laugh at me and be like, what did you just say? And because I I will mess up my words and especially when I'm really not doing good and I'm really not doing good right now. And so he'll call me out on it but like not (laughs) in a mean way just in like you know socially oblivious that like you know and so I just kind of laugh about it my daughter on the other hand you know she had a good portion of her life with me fully functioning and it just got ripped out from underneath Mm -hmm. us and I had to tell her things like you know if anything happens while I'm driving the car this is what you need to do you know that Was really hard for her, and we're actually together in therapy right now, and Mm. we're working through just our relationship, because I think she really has a lot of...
1: A little resentment.
0: Resentment Mm. because of that, and not that, you know, she blames me for it, but it's just, it changed our lives Mm, completely. Um, And also, she's
1: in, like, a super, like, she's, like, super teenager, and super, like, she wants to do all the things and like even with me like we I brought her on her spring break me and her and our mom went um up to to go shopping yeah and we're like this is our fun like spring break thing and I was just like really not feeling good midway and I was like I'm sorry guys like I really just need to like we just need to go somewhere so I can sit down and I can take a break and like I don't know how much longer I can be out. I'm just not feeling great. And Olivia's like, oh, like so annoyed by me. She's like, we get it. We get it, you know. And so she just wants to have fun. And I want to be the fun aunt, but it's like, you know.
0: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I I definitely am like realizing that one, I slacked off big time and should have therapy should have been recommended immediately. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done it and so I've slacked off big time and then you know just as a family we all should have we all should have been in therapy also working through this because it's all of us and um, everybody is
1: losing I yeah and so it's
0: been like four years almost to the day since I got sick and I like we're all just kind of now realizing like Why did we not do something about this? So, because after a while, things like you said, you know, you don't work very long and you come home and you're exhausted and you can't do one more thing and then your partner comes home and like does it and you're right, is frustrated, is feeling like you're slacking off, even if they know and you already feel guilty enough Mm -hmm. about the way that you feel and not talking about it and not... Having a professional help you with that just creates lots of animosity and resentment and frustration and lack of understanding because it's like, really, you're still tired. Well, you need to be treated just the way someone else would be treated that maybe you can see they're physically ill Mm -hmm. because it's the same thing, it's just not visible. And most of the time, we're doing all the things to look really great on the outside because. We know how we feel on the inside. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I definitely think that I could totally relate to that. Growing up with endometriosis, I've always had to just pretend like I'm fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. just you know, push
1: through your pain so that you can ha- be a normal kid. Yeah, and, and not
2: mm-hmm. people defy you by your pain, or, you know, or feel sorry for you, or yeah, I mean, yeah. And just be a normal kid, just trying to, you know, gym class, just trying to like get through, you yeah. know, where it's like people are like, well, it's not that bad, or they try to minimize it, but I think that is hard too for me, is where it's. I could be completely fine, and in a moment's notice, I'll start getting a flare-up or pain, or my endo will just come on, where it's like, well, a second ago you were like laughing and dancing, and now all of a sudden you just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's kind of how it is. You don't, you yeah, know, necessarily. And there's
1: no way that they can understand. Not really. at all.
2: And like you're saying, like the daughter's like, we get it, we get it. It's like they do get it, but not really. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's like I love this podcast because I feel like you know there's so many people that just live with this day in and day out. And people are like, okay, yeah, you have this, but it's like such a struggle that people don't understand where it's like these hearing people's experience and what they go through on a day-to-day basis it's just kind of important, I think, to talk about with your friends and your family members where, yeah. you know, being sick and stuff, I love to go to barbecues and hang out and do summertime stuff, but when you're sick and you're not feeling well and you're just like, I don't feel good, they're like, come on, you, it's fine, it's just an hour, you could do yeah. it, but you're like, okay, but you don't get what it will take for me to yeah. get
1: to that and, point. And tomorrow I'll feel terrible mm-hmm. because I went out for one hour. Yeah, like
0: the recovery is never the same Mm -hmm. as it would be for someone else it's so different it's not like you can just sleep it off yeah
2: yeah and i think too it's like people that don't understand that pain yeah will never really understand i guess yeah
0: Yeah. so you are doing medication so yeah so
2: i did start taking the hydroxychloroquine and so back to the diet aspect of it i really have the main things that i know that i need to cut is gluten and dairy just anything that is an anti-inflammatory and it's processed food, obviously. Mm-hmm. I love nachos so much. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> but I have to like you know cut these things out. And kind of what you were saying earlier, it's like I can have these things, but I just know I'm gonna pay for it later. And mm-hmm. so a long time, I'm like, I'll just pay for it later. It'll be fine. I'm gonna yeah. eat these Oreo cookies <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, okay, it's not worth it. And more and more, it's like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And then being diagnosed um, with this new Sjogren's and maybe something else, I'm like, okay. When am I going to be serious? Like, I keep, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm 22. I could do it, you know, and do all these things and stay up super late and stuff. I'm like, no, I do need to go to bed early. I do need to get, you know, lots of water and and good um, nutrients. I eat pretty well, but I have a sweet tooth. I'm like, I, I you know, and so it's hard. Really, though, my motivation, too, is my daughter. Mm -hmm. Just I don't want, of course, there's going to be hard times, but if I could make my life as easy as possible, as much as I love food, I definitely need to change things because if I don't, things are going to get worse for me. Again, going back to me not wanting to take my medication, I was really apprehensive of taking hydroxychloroquine. I told the rheumatologist, I'm like, I don't really want to, you know, take it. She goes, listen, it's not a matter is if you should take it because it'll help you with your pain. If you don't take this, it's going to get worse and it's going to continue. And it's where my mom doesn't take her hydroxychloroquine because she's like, I don't feel like it does a whole lot for me, blah, blah, blah. I definitely seen her symptoms get so much worse. And she's like, oh, it's because of this, it's because of this. But really, if it is these different symptoms, you still have these problems, you know? And so for her, she more or less just kind of wants to sit and not do anything, but you really kind of have to at some point get yourself up to do things, exercise. And so I'm trying to... Just get exercising, healthy diet, sleeping more, and just trying to change these things with the hydroxychloroquine. I feel like I have had some symptoms with basically relief with this medication. Not a whole lot. I've only been on it for about three weeks. But I feel like my brain fog has been a little bit better. I definitely...
0: I think when you take away the pain aspect. hmm if it starts to help with your pain, that's a really it good takes, point. Yeah. It takes. i know. never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. yeah. Your brain yeah. can
1: take a break from focusing and processing all the pain and actually do what it's supposed to do. Yeah,
2: that I guess makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> I am not looking forward to changing my diet 100, percent but I am just because I know the quality of life will be better, and yeah, hopefully when I get the new diagnosis, too, I don't necessarily know what it's gonna entail, but maybe they'll give me something else to take, and it is hard because most doctors don't like to hear the natural aspect of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I had mentioned diet. As soon as I mentioned diet, my doctor did not skip a beat. I was with my doctor, and there was a resident student there that actually did most of my interviewing, um, but she just kept talking to the resident student and didn't even talk to me about diet or any kind of acupuncture. She did not, Okay. you know. This is the first rheumatologist I've seen. I'm definitely open to get second opinions okay. on, yeah. you know,
0: things. I um, might. I'm not saying she's not good. No. But if she's not talking to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, and there's other signs. The very first appointment I had when I had showed up, the receptionist was like,
0: oh, you don't have an appointment today.
2: You were scheduled for this day. And I I said, pardon me? And she goes, yeah, you canceled it. And I never canceled it. Yeah. It turned out the doctor had ended up canceling the appointment. But no one called. No one called me because she needed to go on vacation. She goes, yeah, the doctor canceled it. And she didn't put it in the notes. So none of us knew, you know, so I was a little annoyed because I'm like, okay, if she doesn't care that much to even give me notice? A, a, a notice, a call, have her reception do it or something, is she not going to take my care really in consideration? Yeah. You know, because. And then even tell me I had another appointment um, yeah. or anything. And so I That's was a disappointing. little disappointing. And it's hard. I'm trying not to get too, you know, upset about the health care down in even though people up north they're saying, Oh, is not good up here because there's not a lot of specialists but I got the best health care. You know, I feel like I don't necessarily know if it's just a bigger city, so it's a little more saturated,
0: so they have more people, and they're over-exhausted. No matter, like, I've We never... don't have a lot of specialists. We I, I learned that really quickly in the beginning, yeah. that oh. there really are very few specialists in here. In all of the and... places
1: I've lived, I've always had to travel outside yeah. of my town. Like, on the coast, I had to travel outside of my town. I've always gone to, like, a bigger city for... Because there's just not as
0: many options i guess yeah. i mean people travel i've seen on instagram with people oh, people that are going follow, all the
1: way to mayo clinic like and- 16 wow. hour drives
0: wow. and different things like that so we are lucky we have cedar mm-hmm. sinai we have stanford we yeah. have a, i SF. mean mayo clinic is not that far mm-hmm. i mean we have some great yeah. But, yeah but there are really great places as far as living in california yeah, so. yeah.
1: But, yeah, no, I definitely like I, all all our specialists are at Stanford,
0: yeah, so, yeah, we. Yeah, I
1: definitely think (laughs) you know. Even my mom's and that's hard. A lot of people do
0: that. They Mm -hmm. have to go to several different doctors, and it's it's exhausting, and it's really but it's worth it when you find the right one. Mm -hmm. It is. It is so worth it. (laughs) I was at
1: UCSF for many years. My mom had to say, you know, would you be open to going somewhere else because I don't think we're gonna get the help we can get here. And yeah, and I was I was kind of like that was like a safe. Space for me mm-hmm. that's where i had my first surgery that's like i had been there since i was like 3 weeks old my whole life and so it was like ah, i don't know this is just where i feel comfortable and mm-hmm. then um i went to the children's hospital I got switched over to Nero at Stanford, and it like all clicked finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it just takes that one doctor that like actually like I see all of these pieces, and I yeah. can like I know exactly what's going on with you. And it has to just that perfect person, but it's hard, exhausting, and it's frustrating. And it is.
2: It's hard. It is
1: hard, mm-hmm. and getting that, getting even the referral part, like just getting a referral to it anyone. Took-
2: through three to five months to get, you yeah. know, that's why I was so disappointed when she's like, oh, no, you canceled your appointment. I was like, I would not cancel this yeah. appointment. I waited for so long, and especially yeah. because it's serious, right? My, my MD is like, you have lupus. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I, you know, like going of course, down a Google home and, and, and I love my MD, actually, to, to clarify, uh, she's been very helpful, and she's the one that, really took the time. And so I am fortunate to have my MD, but yeah, if she's your great her.
0: doctor, I always tell people, go to your good doctor and ask for a referral There you go. because your good doctor is listening and is caring and mm-hmm. will care that I mean, you don't have a good, you know, rheumatologist. And right. so they will refer yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had to have talks with her about, I've had really
2: bad medical experiences and just, just, you know, I, th- but I think a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, um, they're human, right? People yeah. have bad days and stuff too. I just feel like in the medical field, you feel like people would be a little more compassionate. I mean, maybe because they do it all day long. They're, you know, not that my doctor, just no, wasn't right? compassionate, but yeah, she's just like, okay, this is, you know, mm-hmm. and then didn't really Moving tell me. On. yeah. Yeah, like I basically took it upon myself to look up all the information. I wish, there's actually a really good app called Abridge, which I wish I would have knew before I went into the doctor's office, but it's an app that basically records you obviously should ask your doctor permission, but it records your conversation with your doctor and then it transcribes it and then words oh. that you don't know and it keeps everything. Okay, and what
0: is the app? That's called? It's
2: called a bridge. It's A, a- B R I D G E. like an abridged
1: song or whatever yeah
2: Yeah. and it's free and so it doesn't cost anything but then it'll keep all of your conversations with your doctors in order and you could you know send them to your family members your family
1: amazing
2: i have a horrible memory with my brain fog and everything too so a lot of things they told me you know with COVID, they don't let other people go in well
0: with COVID in particular do you know how many elderly people are having to go into i mean that is an amazing app yeah yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, ju- I
2: wish, I just heard about it two days ago. I was listening to um, a YouTube video, girl talk about Sjogren's, and she's like, this is the best app. And I looked it up, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have had that, because you could go yeah. back and listen to it and if they give you, you know, certain yeah. details. Well, right. now you have it. Yeah, now I have it. So now, yeah, yeah it's now something that I would recommend, <gasps> yeah. um, just because, you know, when you're going to so many different places and different doctors, you know, right. my mom has like five or six different types of doctors. You know, Do you feel like
0: doctor- you're your experience so far is maybe changing hers or do you feel like it's helping i mean i know you have to we all have to reserve our energy Mm -hmm. but do you feel like you're talking to her a little bit more like do this mom you should try that oh yeah absolutely because i think my mom has just dealt
2: with her pain too you know like Mm -hmm. i said she had thyroid uh you know sciatica fibromyalgia she's had you know so many things and her with her little hanky in her eye when it was watering like crazy she's like oh it's my allergies it's the dust all these things where I'm like mom this is like you know something that's a huge symptom or all these things that my mom has but her doctor isn't telling her these things either and so for my mom again she doesn't question things she doesn't have the internet and so me telling her these things because I'm experiencing it she's like oh okay. There are certain things that she's already doing, like sipping water. That's why she's like, I don't have dry mouth. I'm like, well, you sip water every, you know, yeah. but she's been doing that for years because she's always had
1: Yeah, dry she's mouth. just worked around mm-hmm.
2: it. And same things too, like her always using nose spray. And I'm like, mom, we use so much nose spray, you know, mm-hmm. but that's another symptom with your dry, dry you know, mm-hmm. and with your ears too. If your ears itch, it's like anything where you don't think of these things. And she's like, oh, that's why, you know? And so I think it is nice when you finally get a diagnosis because you're like, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. All this stuff makes sense. But then it also kind of, okay, now I have this and I can either do something about it or I could just try to ignore it where I think right. for a long time. And my mom just was like, okay, it's fine. You know, it's yeah. not that bad. You mm-hmm. just learn to do When you have a chronic illness, you just learn to be in pain. You yeah. know, with my endo, it's mm-hmm. like for me and they're like, well, how bad's the pain? I'm like, well, this is, it's hard, but compared to what? You know, right. like, you know. How do you
1: put it on the scale?
2: You know, and so, yeah, it's definitely something that I do see, I think, because I am passionate about it. My mom is being a little more passionate about it, too, being like, oh, I could have a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. I think for her, she's like, this is the cards that I've been dealt with, and I'm just going to have to deal with it, where I'm like, no, I'm not going to take that. There's going to be something out there to help me. You know, um, there's so many people that are experiencing Similar symptoms or different symptoms that maybe aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like the symptoms that you have with Sjogren's, they're so common. They get, you know, scot right over. Yeah, Yeah, they just don't even think about it. And so putting them all together, I'm like, okay, if I could do these things and it cures up half of these symptoms, that's Mm -hmm. great. I'm sure I'm going to have fatigue. I'm sure I'm going to have brain fog and stuff too. But if I could just try to manage it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just managing it. Like, you know, figuring out. Like, what's my game plan today? Because it's like day to day.
2: Every day.
0: And every day. And forever. That's hard. But yeah. it is. It's like managing and having great outlets. So, a bridge is really cool. Have you found anything else that's been really helpful for you just for information?
2: I go on Reddit a lot. I do Reddit. I go Google, obviously, um, YouTube, podcast, this podcast. Like I was saying, it's just been so helpful just to be able to hear people's experiences and just know that you're not alone and just a platform that people I mean, really, I never thought about my whole health history. Right. Like I never. <laughs> but then we had talked about me coming on and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I I really had to sit down and just think about my entire experience it even with Indo, and it's just really to sit and do that it's kind of healing but also there's a lot of emotions that come with it you know and so um i just think that it's great that you guys are doing this and letting people have safe space to feel like they can express what they're going through because it's hard and i just you know, Sjogren's.org is another place for Sjogren's that I've been going on. And just finding the community aspect of mm-hmm. it, people that have similar things. Because, again, you have friends and partners that are supportive and stuff. But um, to really have people that truly understand. Right. So, yeah, I just I um, haven't picked up any good books as far as with Sjogren's just because it is so new. And, again, I haven't really talked to my doctors about that. Yeah, I think for Sjogren's, I'd say Sjogren's.org
0: Anyone in particular on YouTube? Or Mm. just? Yeah, I just,
2: no, there's not like, yeah, there's a podcast called and Strong. And it's, they have probably about like 30 episodes. A lot of it, it's some people's experience with it, which Mm -hmm. is really nice because there's so many different types of symptoms. And Mm -hmm. everybody's different. And Mm -hmm. you don't have all of them or you'll have none of them or you could have all of them. Or the list like
0: on, you know, Google search is like. Dry eyes, dry mouth, period, at the end. And you're Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's sure more. 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 Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Just finding community in that aspect of it.
0: The dot .org is one I went on, and that one yeah. looked like it was great.
2: Yeah, it was really good. And they do, like, they'll have, like, meetings and stuff, and they'll do walks. And okay. so it's kind of more, again, it's not really. It's an awareness. Yes, okay. absolutely. Because the thing is, is there's not people, I mean. I never heard of shoguns until my mom had them. like what is that? <laughs> there are so many people that again that are just not even knowing that they may have this because mm-hmm. it, you know, they mark these symptoms off sort of allergies or just tired a long day or and so or like you know, you have GI problems do so you think it's something else? And yeah. so yeah it's a lot. It's a lot. it really is and uh, it's a spectrum. I'll let you know when I get my yeah. diagnosis yeah with, yeah right, we'll
1: see yeah. either
0: way. I mean, it sounds like. There's a pretty strong genetic connection. Yeah, yeah D- so. and that's why,
2: yeah, I'm not too stressed about it because, and that's what even the doctor, the rheumatoid doctor said. She's like, because your mom has this, and then, you know, your other family members have the sh- um, rheumatoid arthritis, then it's probably
0: mm-hmm. just that. Yeah. And it also sounds like you have some pretty stoic family members. Yeah. If, you know, <laughs> especially yeah. your mom, yeah. who's just, like, She's like hey, bit the I'm bullet hard. and just, like, <laughs> grinned through Always. it and yeah. pushed on, and mm-hmm. it's, like, it probably will feel good for her to start making changes with you. She yeah. might notice a difference. Mm-hmm. And at yeah. least, like, you know, help slow the progression of pain and the, right. everything that comes along with it. I mean, it's important
2: to get these checkups, too, because uh, with Sjogren's, like, you're 40% more likely to get lymphoma with uh, it, which is really, really? It's just, yeah, it's a pretty big number to, you know, because... That's so...
0: In- Do they know why?
2: You know, I'm not sure if it just, I mean...
0: It's just a I don't a know if a, statistic if
2: they have. Yeah, your lymphatic system. I I because haven't done a, does, enough okay. research into it to know why, but you know, I've read a bunch of stuff that basically is talking that they're more likely. That's something that they have to look for. For me, that's another symptom I had, I guess. It's the side of my neck would always hurt, like I had swollen glands and oh, it's always yeah. on my right side and I'm like, I feel like I'm getting sick unlike A lot of Sjogren's, you know, patients, I don't really get sick a lot, where a lot of times when you have an autoimmune, you get sick more often, Mm -hmm. where I don't really get sick as often but I'd always get a lot of bad pain in the side of my neck where I'm like am I getting sick
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I'd be a little
2: bit nauseous I'd be fatigued so I'm like maybe I'm getting sick but I it's just a flare-up and so your lymph nodes I mean I think just the salivary glands and mm-hmm. stuff maybe yeah. that's why they get affected by it and obviously there's a reason that's for scary. it but it is it is a little scary you know not think that you you could have this thing and not know about it and it could turn into something
1: really serious you know? mm-hmm. yeah
2: and not know I mean with that though, usually you'll have a significant like lump. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not though. I, I say that, but I think a lot of times that's how people get diagnosed with Sjogren's Is they'll have like a lump, and then the doctor will be like, okay, you have these symptoms, and you have that lump. This is what you have. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. usually you have to, like I said, there's a couple different tests. They have, they do your blood work. They could do that. A lot of times too why they're saying they go misdiagnosed because either the doc I mean the dentist or the optometrist are the ones who figure it out because they'll oh. notice with your eyes. Yeah. Um, and then with your dry mouth, they will s- see that that it's like, That's okay, these
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. are so yeah.
1: That makes sense though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's
0: also like, really? Yeah. I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> your primary or someone else should probably yeah. should catch on to that yeah. by now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna ask you three random facts. Okay, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> I know this one's easy. Okay, what are some of the nicknames you've had? Oh my gosh, um,
2: so it's so funny. We actually have this so fun fact. My actual name is Alicia. Oh. Okay. And, but no I had no clue, out, right? right? Oh you No. Didn't know. So <laughs> my parents named me after my grandfather's favorite name is Alicia. So my mm-hmm. name's Alicia, and my parents had mentioned it you know, kind of throughout the years, but I I thought they were just joking. And then my mom was like, oh, no, your name's Alicia. And I'm like, well, then why do you call me Alicia? And, you know, and she's <laughs> like, oh, well, I, I don't know. We just start you know, calling you that. And then I asked my dad that. I'm like, is my name Alicia? And he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then why do you call me Alicia? And he's like, Alicia was easier to yell, <laughs> you know? And so it's kind of funny. So so the thing is, is like that uh, my nickname's growing up, Lily. You mm-hmm. know, I had a lot of friends call me Lili pishka i don't know it's kind of weird i think um, that's cute yeah ali you yeah. know just kind of random ones so yeah, yeah i know how random i'm like that's when i move so back to my, revamp myself and be alicia, like, alicia it's yeah. so yeah. random uh, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm just like how like now and it's like they she think it's so funny fancy. but it's like i'm like okay You're no, like i, I actually
0: kind of like that yeah. and so,
2: which is funny because a lot of people pronounce my name as alicia Oh really? And so I just I'm like oh it's Alicia you know yeah. or no yeah. I just don't even crack them I'm like yeah sure whatever you yeah, want to call I me know, like, I probably, know. you know but whatever yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I have two funny ones okay okay so this one is your house is on fire oh gosh uh, obviously aside from like your daughter uh-huh. <laughs> what do you grab as you run out um my my dog oh my animal aside from like oh my gosh I would
2: say oh my gosh. I have, like, a photo album box. I try to push out my my house. Um, My computer, you know, has a lot of, yeah, yeah, I feel like my photos. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd say like my laptop too. But it I'm connected. loving
0: imagining you like trying to push a box out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a huge, like
2: nice, like old chest that's like filled. I used disposable cameras, you yeah. know, and used to take so many pictures. And
0: so you're yeah. pushing that. You're out. pushing, pushing a it chest out. Uh-huh. Just out put later. the baby yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> tell Zeffin to get one end. You'll get the, the other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that this one. A kid comes up to you and kicks you in the shin. What do you do? Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I probably would say profanity at him. Grab him or. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I'd probably be so shocked. I'd probably grab him and, like, shake him. <laughs> <laughs> why did you? No. I don't even know Give him know a I don't know. Push him over and kick dirt I in his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that is rude. Yeah, I'd be like, what? where is your parent? Well, it's funny because we talk about, like, now that we have a kid, you know, I'm like, oh, some little kid hurts my kid's feelings. Like, you know, I'm like, what do you do? You just go, I mean, obviously, you're the bigger person. You don't do anything. I'm like, Can I above <laughs> shoving a kid over? I'm like, yes. yes
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. better be nice. To my baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're looking forward to hearing more about your journey yeah, as it evolves so and you yeah. learn more. And yeah. thank, you, thank know. you for sharing with yeah. us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sorry for being all over the place. But no. No. oh my gosh, it no. It was, great. It, was great. <laughs> it was great.
1: It was great. All, all right. 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 Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And to join our social media family, all the links are below in the show notes. Thanks for listening.